There's a quote that says, start the walk and the way will appear. In 2018, I unknowingly started my journey into becoming unique. My journey started with choosing me and understanding that self-love and self-care are so important in the evolution of you. There is no magic blue pill to transformation. It's all about the journey. The journey of self-love, self-care, being consistent, showing up for yourself, investing in yourself. The Become a Unique Podcast is a place where you can be well and be you. Welcome. You have truly arrived to a safe space. Be prepared to grow in such a beautiful way. Let's get this show started. Hey, y'all. So we are officially in full swing of season eight of the Becoming Unique podcast. And I wanted to begin this season off with a conversation around meditation. The Become a Unique platform is a place where you can be well and be you. And it's all about about high vibrational conversations, tools, and content over here. So all of the stuff that, you know, we are having conversations about is stuff for all of us to vibrate higher. And within the um, wellness space, there is tons of conversation around meditation. You know, I almost any wellness book or wellness conversation, you're going to somehow hear meditation within the conversation, within the literature that you may be reading. So I definitely wanted to make sure we have a very clear understanding on what meditation is, have a conversation around it. Because meditation, I feel like is something that's talked about a lot, but it's also a place that many people may feel a little lost around. Like, mm, like, is it? I, I don't think that's for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I My mind is thinking about a lot of other stuff. And like I say, at the Become a Unique podcast, I like to take it back to the basics. I love to have these conversations in a 101 class standard. <laughs> if you know this, we are not, you know, jumping to, you know, um, the advanced level. I always ask my guests, like, let's let's get the one-on-one. Let's get the basics. We got to understand the basics. And then once we start to really understand the basics and get that foundation, I am all about getting rooted, building a foundation opposed to just, you know, jumping to the top. We can't, let's not jump to the top of the mountain to be strong enough to climb it. So yeah, let's get into today's episode all around the conversation around meditation. As always, I ask that you listen to this episode in its entirety. I always feel like, you know, even when I'm listening to stuff, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I know what they're saying. I've heard this story over and over. But, you know, when I put that judgment there and then just when I'm about to click out, I swear, I always hear something like, 
they say a quote that's like, wow, or they say something in a different perspective than I never heard of before. So it's just like you never know what little jewels you may gain by just sticking in there, just staying in there. Sometimes we may think we know, but you just never know when you keep the, when you keep, you know, yourself open to receive all that's there for you. So yeah, let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have such an amazing and beautiful guest by the name of Cara. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to get to get into conversation with you today. But before we get started, you got to let everyone know who is Cara. Well, my name is, is Kara Goodwin or Kara is fine oh, too. Either, sorry. either really, no, it's, it's really fine. I've lived in a couple of places where they were calling me Kara. So it's fine. I didn't <laughs> feel like I was correcting you, but, um, and I am a meditation coach and a transformational coach um, I do energy healing work. I host retreats and I'm the host of the meditation conversation podcast. Oh, beautiful. Um, there was one of the coaches that you said that I'm not familiar with and that's transformational coach. Yeah. So it's really about, um, helping people to shift for these inward shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really the overarching coaching that I do meditation is kind of one of the tools that Mm -hmm. goes but but people really usually kind of know what meditation is but it but meditation can be a way for us to go through a transformation to a higher version of ourselves. and I love helping people to kind of clear away the lower versions the traumas the Mm -hmm. the gunk that is kind of holding us back and get into a um, higher version of ourselves, transform into a higher version. I love that. And thank you for clarifying that with us. Yeah. Before we get started with our topic of meditation today, could you share with us one of your favorite affirmations? Yes. Well, one of the, the affirmation that I am really working with right now is funnily enough it's from um it's from rogue one do you do you know star wars much no i don't (laughs) okay rogue one is one of the star wars films and there's a part where this man is walking through battle Mm -hmm. to get to this thing that he needs to do something with and there's all this fire uh gunfire and battle going on around him and he's walking through it with calmness and he's going I am one with the force and the force is within me I am one with the force and the force is within me I am one with the force and the force is within me and so I've been playing with this replacing the force with God and so it's it's in meditation say, you know, repeating kind of like as a mantra, I am one with God and God is within me. I am one with God and God is within me. And it really helps me to 
get into that remembrance that God is not something that is outside of me that I need to reach that is not paying attention, you know, because I, I've definitely, definitely had times in my life where I think I'm invisible to God, you know, he's got bigger things to worry about. Um, or that there's some formula that I need to do to be able to be worthy to reach him, her, whatever. Um, you know, I've evolved into an understanding, but it helps me to remember that God is within me. God is within everything. And it's more a matter of connecting myself to that, which is already within me, that which is running through everything, um, rather than having to, um, find something outside of myself. And it really helps me that particular mantra really helps me just, you know, I am one with God and God is within me. God is I, with me. I really, I really, really, really love that one. It's really such a good one. And yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. good. I feel like I may need to use that. <laughs> oh, please do. I mean, and you can use whatever you're comfortable with. So mm -hmm. I find, I mean, God can be triggering to some people, but it also can be pretty universal. Um, God, you know, is, is a pretty accepted term, you know, um, but it, you know, if you're Christian, you may want to say Jesus, you, if you don't have, if, if even God is too much, you can say peace, you can yeah. say the universe, you could say the force. I mean, the, there's nothing wrong with the force, this universal intelligent force that is running through everything. Um, you know, it's all worthy of, of using for sure. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. My <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> yes. So today's topic is meditation. And I just want to start with the one-on-one. What is meditation? So meditation is a, it's, it's both a verb and a noun, right? So it's, it's something that we can do where we like sit down and we're quiet. We quiet the mind. We do our best to quiet our thoughts and we get into this deep stillness that's and there are different techniques that we can bring into a meditation practice such as affirmations mm -hmm. mantras what we were just doing you know a mantra is like repeating something so that it gets the chance to really go deeper and deeper the more we sit with it and absorb ourselves in it breath work is often a part of meditation um, visualizations there are all kinds of things that we can bring into the meditation and then as a noun, a meditative state, well, that would be an adjective, wouldn't it? A meditative state, but meditation being a thing that helps us to be calm, to be still, to, to really get beyond the physicalness of life, the doing, mm -hmm. you know, it's that, that, um, act of just being though mm -hmm. so it's, um, a lot of people, you know, who haven't di dived into meditation very much, a lot of times they have these resistances where it's like, well, that sounds boring. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just sit there. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much more going on. And, and that's one of the things that I had to learn because I tried meditation many times before I actually learned a technique or, or many techniques to really be able to take it further Mm -hmm. And I would sit down and I'd be like, well, all I'm doing is thinking and I'm thinking in the dark, you know, it's like, I'm just yeah. sitting here thinking and I'm not good at this and blah, blah, blah. And, um, it was really important to get those techniques. 
um, because it, it really is more than just sitting there doing nothing yeah. um, to really get something out of it. We, we, you know, need to bring in some techniques. Okay. So um, technique sounds like it's an important tool within your meditation practice. And just to kind of go over what meditation is, you know, it's, a, it's an action because you are sitting still and quieting the mind. Yes. So that is the challenge right there, quieting the mind because the mind loves to chitter chatter. So this is where we will go in and pull the techniques in. So can we discuss some of the different techniques that we can do to allow ourselves not to drift off into the chitter chatter and come back? Yes, to that, that is so important. Um, so I can give a little outline of my personal practice. Mm -hmm. I always start with prayer. Um, mm -hmm. I always want to invoke the highest kind of intention and, and frequency, mm -hmm. if you will. A lot of people in the energy and meditation world talk about things in terms of frequency and vibration and energy. Um, so setting that intention um, of protection and, um, you know, having the meditation be for my highest good and the highest good of all is, is an important first step. And then I do a breathe. I, I do one or more breathing techniques and there are different breathing techniques that we can do. But the reason that br breath is so important is because there's a physiological component mm -hmm. to the breath where it it works with our, the physio physiology of the body and the mind. Mm -hmm. And it can be this kind of pathway or, or like a, a secret inroad to calming the mind, because when the breath is calm, it's, it's working with our nervous system. Mm -hmm. And you may have heard about the, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. where the parasympathetic ner nervous system is the rest and restore and regenerate. That's associated with a belly breath. If we're breathing down into the belly, our body gets this signal that, oh, okay, everything's okay. We can, we can rest, we can restore, starts to nourish the cells and kind of go into that repair state. Mm -hmm. When we are in the sympathetic nervous system, we're in like a fight or flight. And that's associated with a higher breath up in the chest mm -hmm. and that's a way that our body is like, okay, I have to be prepared to act like right now I need, to, I might need to fight. I may need to run away. I, I'm in survival. Yeah. And that is really important if we're in a dangerous situation, but it's really meant to be one of those things that kicks in the odd time that we need it. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're being chased, if we're really being threatened, you know, that's when that's meant to kick in. But because of today's stress and the modern living, mm -hmm. we're sort of always in this state. Many people are in this state all the time because of their stress levels, their, their body thinks that they have to be ready to fight all the time. That changes the chemicals that are in your endocrine system that are, that are, that are, um, rushing through your body because you're using those survival chemicals mm -hmm. rather than the, the happy feel good. Like, okay, I can be relaxed. I can, and, mm -hmm. and it, that affects your health mm -hmm. because your, um, 
because again, like from a chemical perspective, the nourishment that's getting to your cells, the way that your body is functioning, Mm -hmm. it's again, it's in this survival mode. It's ready to kick into action all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's never getting that restoration. So you're never getting that reboot. You're never getting that kind of where the, the juices are all flowing, keeping things really running efficiently. Mm-hmm. So we can use this in meditation, you know, for example, we might be doing some deep belly breathing. And again, that's just going to kick in the automatic nerve, the, uh, sympathetic part, pardon me, parasympathetic nervous system so that our body is like, okay, it's time. And your, your body will just start getting these signals with your belly expanding with the inhale and relaxing back with the exhale. Your body is getting all these signals about like, oh, all is well. Yes all is well. Mm -hmm. And so that's important when we, if we want to, and and then that affects the brain and it allows it to start to calm down. Mm Um, so I do, I do breath work. That's an important part of my practice. And then I may watch the breath for a while, just letting the breath be natural, but just watching it. No. And when we're first starting out with meditation, it's important to understand that the thoughts are going to invade because this is how we live. We, we live in a world that Mm -hmm. it, it thinks that multitasking is the right thing. So you will automatically find yourself like, okay, I'm sitting here, but I'm also making my grocery list, or I'm also thinking ahead to what are we going to have for dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we, this, you know, meditation is a type of training where we understand that this is what's happening. I I often talk about it like a thought train. You realize you've boarded the thought train. You don't remember doing that. It's like, how did I end up on this? Why am I thinking back to fifth grade and replaying (laughs) this argument that I haven't thought about in 30 years or whatever? Um, so it's, it's one of those where we recognize that the thoughts have come in and then we realize that we have the power to make a different choice and to say, oh, okay, well, those thoughts, that's okay. They can just keep going that, that train can keep moving, mm-hmm. but I'm coming back to where I am in my meditation practice. I'm going to start actually not starting over from the beginning, but I'm going back to where I was yeah. when I enter, when I got on the train Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just, and it's okay. You know, it's, it's not about like, oh, yeah. I'm doing it again. You know, it's, it's just like, that's part of it. Being compassionate with ourselves, being mm-hmm. patient, letting these, letting ourselves go through this training, yeah. understanding that everything, you know, you were talking about your amazing accomplishment before we got started with the recording of running the, the New York marathon last year, which oh. my husband's about to do. And, you know, you didn't just do that one day, you know, there was that, there were, there were training runs that where you had to prepare your body to be able to be on your feet that long running that long. And there was a physiological training that happened. And so, especially when we're just getting used to meditation, we can think of it as a training and keep our expectations as such so that it's like, okay, this is a work in progress. I will get better. If I keep being diligent with my thoughts Mm-hmm. I will be able to stay in stillness from the thought perspective for a longer and longer period of time. Yeah, I absolutely love that you said it, the meditation training and allowing yourself to hold grace for yourself. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's like, don't beat yourself up because you're thinking that you're failing at med meditation, which is not true. You are training yourself. And I'm happy that you also said the, you know, the example of the marathon, because, you know, it would have been impossible for me to just wake up out of nowhere and want a marathon. Exactly. The first race I ran, which was probably about three miles, I thought I was going to die at three miles. And I really thought, like, how could I ever accomplish 26 miles when I couldn't even get this three miles in? Right. But with showing up for myself and, you know, consistently, then I was able to get to that point of that 26 miles. But, you know, that was a, a challenge <laughs> in itself. Yeah. But, you know, I, I can't expect, we can't expect on anything we do in life to just wake up and do it. So the reminder to hold grace for yourself as you go into practicing meditation and not throw in the towel and say, oh, this isn't for me. This isn't my thing because you think it's not looking like the way it's described to you. Someone, you know, like you say, you start with the prayer and then the breath, but someone may feel overwhelmed already and say, oh, I don't know if I got time for all that. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in the towel, you know. And, you know, I love that you ended off by saying it's a meditation training. So I, you know, so I'm just repeating it because I just wanted to sink in that be okay when you start this practice to put yourself in training and hold grace and understand that you're not running a marathon. You, you, you're training to run a marathon, but you're not there yet. Start with that you know, 5k. <laughs> yeah. And, and there was something else that you said, oh yeah. I like that you brought awareness around the, you know, the, the, the rest and restore and also the fight, the flight or fight, um, you know, within ourselves, because it's bringing awareness that this does exist. Yeah. And people may not understand why they're always in this anxiety and just like these feelings all the time. And it's like, wait a minute. And, you know, am I in my fight or flight or do I need to understand that I need to start to transition into, you know, rest and restore. And by just having this conversation, even if it's not about meditation, if someone can just even understand that these are two different sides that you can be on, they can also start doing the research on themselves with themselves and start saying what techniques do I need to start to bring in my life to kind of transition over yeah. and so on so I, I'm happy that you brought the awareness around that as well that's such a great point and and you know if you're not necessarily drawn to a meditation practice or like you say if it feels like wait a minute there are how many steps to do it which you know that's my own personal practice I've been meditating for a while there's mm -hmm. definitely low hanging fruit to be had without having, you know, so many steps in your practice, but you can literally just breathe into your tummy, feel that expansion as you inhale. So, so your tummy should expand with the inhale as you're drawing the breath into it and you can feel it kind of opening up and then it relaxes back in with the exhale. Do that for one minute. And notice how you feel, you know, bring yeah. that awareness to how do I feel after I've done that for one minute or 30 yeah. seconds, because it, it's, it's really like a, a science within the body of, of an actual, you know, cause and effect relationship. And that simple awareness of, of what is happening within the body, you know, the result, the phys, the physical result of the mental, you know, stress and anxiety that we're carrying. And so not only can 
the breath affect the body and how the body feels, but then that affects our mental Mm -hmm. state as well. So as the body relaxes, the mind follows suit because it's going, Oh, okay. The body's telling me everything's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's a really beautiful symbiotic relationship and there's some really low hanging fruit there with just the breath. And so if you have like breathed, um, with awareness for one minute, That is a form of meditation. So then if you want to do like a five minute meditation, you don't have a huge leap to go. Mm -hmm. And there are all kinds of guided, you know, meditations. I've got some on insight timer. There are loads on this app called insight timer. And on my website, caragoodwin.com, you can sign up and get a free 10 minute guided meditation. And the purpose of that one is to really fill you with light. So it's, it's fun to go in and try that it's guided. So even though it's 10 minutes, you know, you're not having to like, keep bring your thoughts back on your own. You know, that's, it's like now, now do this now focus on that. Um, but you can really feel what is it like to bring in light? Yeah. My being. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like that you said, talked about the guided meditation because guided meditation is probably one of my favorite forms of meditation because it helps me, you know, it's being, you're being guided. Yes. (laughs) Help me stay on track and stay on course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, I definitely suggest guided meditation if you are a beginner in this meditation world. But um, before we talk a little more into guided meditation, can you list other forms of meditation? Because we have guided meditation. Are there other forms? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we talked about meditation being the act of sitting and being in stillness, but there are actual, actually plenty of ways to get into that meditative state Mm -hmm. where you're, where you're not really sitting and quote unquote meditating. So I have like a a friend of mine is a musician and she will enter into a meditative state while she is playing music, kind of playing Mm -hmm. impromptu because she's like, well, I sort of, the, the little me sort of steps out of the way and then something flows through her and she's just kind of riding. Yeah mystical current that's moving, you know, and, and so that is very much a form of meditation for her, but of course she's moving. Mm -hmm. There are also, you know, people who are athletic, you know, runners, for example, um, you know, by the time a lot of people, if they hit like mile four and they can really push through because Mm -hmm. there is that like between mile three and four where it can, well, depending on where you are in your training more or less for different people, but um, where man, do you want to start walking? (laughs) I I think I really, really, really need to stop to walk now. You know, and it's like, if you can push through that, you know, usually you're just a few steps from Mm -hmm. breaking through this wall that where you can then coast and, and you've got like this restoration of energy. You've got like a second wind really. Mm -hmm. And it, but, but it takes, usually it takes like pushing through where you really would give anything to walk Mm -hmm. and you get into that and then you enter into this different state. And that is also a type it's, it's really all around consciousness and it's, it's these different levels of consciousness, these different ways that we are experiencing life and, and, you know, um, seeing life and, and feeling life. Yeah. Um, 
So it can happen through movement. It can happen through a mindful walk in nature, for example, where you're amongst trees. Um, I know you're in New York city. I don't know if you remember what trees are. (laughs) 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 But um, I know it it can be harder to find it in certain places. Um, But, you know, just, and, and I mean, you could do this in a city, but where every step that you take, like you're really, really present. So you're using your movement, you're using your steps Mm -hmm. to stay, okay, that this step and this step and this step, and we're, and you're continuing to stay in the flow of the present moment. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are, I mean, really this, the imagination is the only limitation in terms of connecting with that meditative state. Um, but the traditional one and the one that I always rely on every day is that sort of seated meditation. And then again, there are alternate kinds of techniques that can make it new every time, kind of having that foundational rhythm and flow to it, but, um, you know, enter, you know, including different aspects to hit a different feeling within it. Yeah. You know, I'm so happy that you brought up the different techniques because, you know, someone may try sitting meditation for quite some time and they just can't seem to find their rhythm. But on the other hand, they're a runner and then they are naturally able to get into that meditation state. And um, and as as we were talking just before we um started recording this podcast, and I told you that I ran the marathon because it was a bucket list listing. I said, I'm not technically really a runner. <laughs> you know, I had to push myself to do it. Where I know many runners get into a zone, and I don't think I was ever really able to experience that zone, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I've heard it communicated so many times like oh I I have to go for a run because I get in that zone in that zone I'm going to assume it's their meditation just like a musician is playing their music they close their eyes and they're they're able to belt out those tones from their instrument without even looking at it and you can see that they're in that zone they're in their state of meditation Mm -hmm. and you know and the list can go on and on a dancer you know just moving the body and their eyes are closed and they're just feeling the energy of, you know, their meditation go through them. So thank you for sharing that. So people can know that, you know, especially on the Becoming Unique podcast, my thing is all about you being your true self. There is no magic blue pill out there that's going to tell you, that's going to make you do something. The prescriptions within you, it's up to you to figure out, you know, what's going to be your personal prescription in life. And so when it's coming to this meditation, I definitely suggest you, you try all techniques until you figure out what works out for you and not throw in the towel after one or two tries saying that's not my thing, you know, work through it until you can figure out and mold the situation to its into which your personal practice as you started off by saying, well, I'm just going to share with you my personal practice. And um, so, yeah, you know, I don't know if I, (laughs) sorry, chitter chattering. I'm trying to, how do I bring it back? (laughs) No, you made some amazing points and I am a hundred percent with you with the uniqueness, you know, that this is every person is having their own experience, even when it comes to, transformation or growth, you know, coming into more of a connection with some, some higher part of themselves, 
there are people who come along who kind of can show us some ideas, some things that worked for them and things like that. But it's important. I, I see so often people who just want to follow this mold yeah. of like, okay, this, and I've been part of some of that in the past where I'm like, okay, well, everybody's saying this is the way, this is how you do it. Everything else is slower or it's not real, or it's, you know, it's a red herring. Um, and this is the one true way. And, um, and I have found that it's really not true. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's really this personal thing that some people are going to be more drawn to certain things that just resonate with them better. Um, but I have been in a situation where I'm sort of trying to fit into a mold that isn't really me. It doesn't really re reflect me mm -hmm. and what I like, what resonates with me. Um, for example, you know, one of my earliest groups that I was getting, uh, meditation techniques from, you know, they, they were, they listened to music that was of a certain style. They, mm -hmm. uh, liked, like they were, they were all very creative, but the, the things that they were creating were just very, to me felt old fashioned and, and kind of, um, mm -hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? Just sort of down home, like a uh, country. It, it was just sort of um, like, like folky, folksy, yeah. you know? And it wasn't like, I had this mentality of like, oh, that must be correct. I've got to like, like this music mm. now. I've got to like this type of art now, because this is the, what's getting attention there, that this yeah. is the path. This is the way to make myself advance faster. And now when I look back on that, I'm like, well, that is great for people that where that is a natural reflection for them because yeah. they can see themselves in it, you know, but, but it, the way that it was working for me was like me trying to fit into this shoe. Yeah. That, like one of Cinderella's stepsisters, you know, was yeah. like, I'm going to make this fit, you know? And it was like, but it really wasn't a true reflection of who I was. And, you know, as I've gone on, I've found, for example, music that's very uplifting, makes me, you know, feel a higher vibration, but I genuinely love it. You know, it really yeah. resonates with me and it really, like, I think it's very, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been the learning as I go is the, the appreciation of the uniqueness of the path and that there's not one right way, you know, there are lots of spokes in yeah. that wheel that take us to truth and to a higher version of who we are. Yeah, as you were speaking, um, know your truth popped into my mind. So, you know, a part of the goal within ourselves is to know our truth, you know, because the, the environment we live in, the society that we live in, we are constantly being sold someone else's truth and not saying their way is the wrong way or the right way. That's the truth for them, just as the folk music with their truth. But you have to figure out what's going to be your truth for you, what's true to your spirit, what's true to yourself, what's true to your true self. So that's another reminder with holding grace for yourself, learning your truth and knowing your truth and being confident with that, you know, along this journey it, within your meditation and within your life period, mm -hmm. you know, it's just key, 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 key. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. So, okay. I, so we've covered a lot. 
So mm -hmm. we've covered like understanding, you know, what the start of a meditation um, practice looks like. And, you know, understanding that you, you personally start with a prayer and you, you know, you start to go into your breathing to settle your nervous system down. And if anyone's out there taking the yoga class, they will have noticed that as well too. When you first yeah. go into the yoga room, you don't just jump into your poses. You're now down with dog, up, down, you know, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't start that. Right. The first 10 minutes that teacher should be, you know, settling your nervous system down, mm -hmm. you know, with gentle poses, Dharma talk, you know, some breathing, you know, and, and that's done on purpose because we want to settle the nervous system down and bring it back up and then bring it back down. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, by you saying that you start off with the prayer, you start off with the um, breathing at the beginning. I just want to point that out because you don't want to just walk in the room and say, oh, it's time to meditate and just say, and go, jump into the meditation. Do what you need to do within your practice to understand what's going to settle your nervous system down so you can get into that state of rest and restore and the relaxation and subtly trying to put those anxieties um, into to the side. So we discussed your way of start, you know, doing your meditation. Now, what are some other tools that we can, you know, share with people that they can do within their, um, with starting their meditation? We have a complete version, you know, they've really never done meditation. They heard about it. They seen a Buddha on TV, you know, but they're just trying to figure out where do I even start, you know, mm -hmm. and it may be a little too much for them to think about. I got, she said deep belly breathing, <sighs> you know, and then, they're, you know, they're just trying to think about what you said, but you know, a very simple way to help someone, you know, start with a seated meditation. Yeah. I mean, literally I would sit down and you can put your hands on your belly to sort to tune into that movement and keep your mm -hmm. awareness there in the belly and literally breathe and let that belly expand with the inhale and relax back with the exhale. Do that for like one minute mm -hmm. and then sit there and just notice, like be, be a scientist with your own experience and just feel like, how do I feel? Um, you could keep even like a little journal next to you or a notepad or something and just take some notes so that if you do this, like every day, you might be able to track like, oh, I went a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, if you're that type of person that likes that quantifiable or, or like quantitative yeah. data, you know, a lot of people do like to see their progress over time. Um, but there are also, there's a lot of music out there that can help too. Um, I, I believe ultimately it's helpful to get into silent meditation where you're, you're not having background noise, but as a starting point there, you can just look up like meditative music. Um, there's something called solfeggio tones and that is oh. S O L F E G G I O tones. And you can go on your, you know, Spotify or Apple music or whatever, um, and just put, or YouTube, put that in and there'll be all kinds of things that come up, but they're at a certain Hertz frequency that, um, and, and they're all associated with like the, the chakra system, which we don't, we won't go into that, but a lot of them have 
titles that will tell you what those tones, the, what that music, the, the frequency that it's set at, mm -hmm. what it helps with. So for example, if you're finding yourself with a lot of anxiety, you may, you are probably dealing with a lot of fear, whether you recognize it as fear or not the root of anxiety. A lot of that is fear. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you can look and there will be, you know, certain pieces that are to, to address fear. There mm -hmm. are some that are to address, I mean, everything, healing, miracles, intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, all kinds of things that, yeah. that you can hit and they'll have like the, the numer, the numeric Hertz frequency on them, but they're very powerful. One of my students, I told, cause I, I love to share about solfeggio tones. I feel like they're this little secret, um, secret ingredient that, um, because sound is really, really powerful. It's pure vibration. Like it just goes straight to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Question. but, um, is solfeggio like, is that like one, like, um, entity or is it just like a bunch of different people maybe putting solfeggio like, or is that oh, just one entity like here? No, it's, there will be different artists who have, are tapping into the solfeggio tones. So mm -hmm. solfeggio, I, I imagine that's an Italian like person who discovered it or, you mm -hmm. know, because I, I was just trying to think like, if someone just says, let me put in 528 Hertz or do I put the federal, you know? The yeah, solfeggio. you can do, you can do either one, but um, even so the solfeggio tones don't necessarily, um, go, ex they're not always the, the 528. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what they are, but you'll find other healing yeah. frequencies that aren't necessarily solfeggio. There's an artist called source vibrations. That's where I usually go for my, like when I want solfeggio tones, cause they really focus on the solfeggio tones. Oh, okay. Um, but, but there are others, so you can just, you can search it and find what, what resonates and there, and I call them tones, but people make music that, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's not just like, you're listening to like, eh, like one monotone tone. It's, it is like a, a beautiful, relaxing music, but I had a client who I shared this with. And she has like, she worked in customer service or something, something similar to that, like a help desk type of thing. And she listened to music all day long for while she was at work, she would have pop music playing. Yeah. And I told her about the sol solfeggio tones and she changed to listening all day to solfeggio tones. And she, the, she was like, I feel different. Yes. She's like this is opening up a whole other mm -hmm. world to me. Yeah. Um, and again, because it's not like you have to sit there and I mean, they're great to use in meditation and then you are more consciously attuned to it. Like you're noticing it more, mm -hmm. but it's okay to also have them on in the background where you're not really noticing, but your subconscious is noticing. Yes. Yes. Cells and noticing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is beautiful. You know, I, I recently had a podcast on, um, heal, uh, it was oh, now I'm tongue twisted. <laughs> um, sound healing, sound healing, and um, 
And, you know, it it's so true because it depends the vibration of the music that you're listening to. It makes a difference. If you're listening to some hardcore music, now you're like amped up and, you know, and then you put, you make it a little more subtle and, you know, by putting the meditation music, you, your, your vibration within your body is like a barometer. It moves up and down depending on the music that you're playing. So this is great for you to say this because it's just bringing mindfulness of what we're, you know, in instilling within ourselves right you know in you making that mindful decision where do you want your vibration to be at do you want it to be calm and subtle you know then be mindful of the music that you're putting within yourselves and you know and then even with meditation like you can meditate off of meditation music but just think if you're trying to meditate and you have some hardcore music in the background like where's your mind going with that? <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, yeah. so all this, um, all of this mindfulness around this. So, yeah, I feel like, I, I mean, I feel like we've been, we're hitting so many, so many great points, but I don't know if I feel like I want to take it back down to just for the very beginner, mm -hmm. any one-on-one -on -one basic tips for that very, very beginner that we may not have shared as of yet. Um, I want to reemphasize a point that you made in terms of the grace. Mm -hmm. This is a huge piece, giving yourself grace, giving yourself room to feel like what it feels like to be in stillness and to have those thoughts calmed down and understanding that mm -hmm. there will be, there will be whole meditations that feel like they were pointless, you know, because <laughs> It's like, man, I was all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's understanding that expectation, holding yourself with grace and knowing that there is not a bad meditation, yeah. the, the act of sitting and that intentionality, because every time you dedicate, you're, you're taking time away from other activities that you could be doing to focus on your own growth. And the, the healing byproduct that comes from that, the, the way that you're going to feel as you know, you accumulate this time meditation after meditation, it just is going to build within you. That vibration that you are is going to keep changing. It's going to keep elevating. You're going to be able to kind of integrate some of those, uh, lower vibrations that we all feel as humans, you know, those start to become less, less dominant. Um, so it's, it's like, we, we need to have this mentality where we understand like, it's okay. There are going to be highs and lows and giving, giving that grace. I, I think that is so important. Um, and going step-by-step because there are a lot of people who've been doing meditation for a long time and they can sit for an hour or more and really get a lot out of meditation. But you may, as a beginner, hear about people like that and think, oh, more must be better. So if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to always, I'm going to change my life right now. And I'm going to dedicate an hour every day to meditation, mm -hmm. but it, that's really too big of a leap because what will realistically happen is that you will be fighting these thoughts that are coming in and an hour is going to be torture, yeah. you know? So it's really important to kind of start with a realistic goal. I mean, I recommend again, I love that breathing where it's like, just sit down, just give yourself time to sit down 
and feel your breath and let it be a minute or two. And then tomorrow, make it a minute and a half or two minutes, you know, and, and just step-by-step, you know, just tiptoe and Mm -hmm. notice, but give yourself that, that, um, bit by bit, let it build up slowly because you'll be much more successful if you're just doing a bit at a time. And then ideally, you know, you are hitting that like 20 minute mark or something, Mm -hmm. um, and you're doing it every day or twice a day. That's because again, it is this cumulative thing. There are people also who think like, oh, I'm going to meditate and then it's going to solve everything. Like this one meditation that I do is going to change everything and it's going to solve everything. And that's really not the point of it. It's really a practice that it becomes a part of you and it, and it changes you, but it's, it's brick by brick. You know, we don't, we, I really don't encourage people to have like a sudden massive jolt of like, Oh, yesterday I was this person today. I'm this person. It's like, you have no grounding, no, like, you know, that can be very, yeah. Yeah, And pacing and understanding the value of pacing yourself. And I know we keep referencing to like running in the marathon throughout this episode, but no one, you can't just get up and just want to marry. You have to pace yourself to build yourself up to it. You right. know, and if you did, it would just be so <laughs> damaging to you if you just got oh. attempted to do that. So understanding right. the value with all parts of your life to pace yourself, to be okay with taking your time and understand that, you know, when you plant that seed, <laughs> you do not see that fruit. You do not see that flower on the same day. You're just yes. planting the seed and you're, and you're watering it every day. And eventually you will start to see the growth and then you'll be able to harvest and so on. So yeah. Beautiful analogy. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Now, um, someone may be sitting here thinking like, okay, I, why do I need to meditate? Like, what's the deal? Like, I, I don't have issues. Like, my life is pretty decent. I have ups and downs, but I think I got control of this, this thing called life. Why do you think I need to meditate? So that's, it's a great question. Like, why bother? And if, if you have a life where you are experiencing calmness as your default state, and you're not experiencing stress, you're not, and you feel fulfilled, then, you know, maybe meditation isn't necessary for you. It's really, you know, I mean, when I began meditation, it really was kind of a coping mechanism. I really needed, I I went through a really hard year, you know, really hard series of months where it was just calamity after calamity. Mm -hmm. And I really needed something to kind of hold on to that was more, that was consistent, that was reliable. um, And but so it was really more about like coping and stress relief in Mm. the beginning. Now I use meditation really to feel that connection with the eternal part Mm. of me, you know, that that's beyond the temporary body. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's beyond my personality, you know, it's, it's, it's eternal. And and what I deal with in the physical world, everything is temporary, you know, every single thing here that we can experience through our senses our regular five senses is temporary. And so for me, that, that is like for my personal practice, that's why I meditate and why I have meditated for so long. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, if, so that sense of connection to something bigger than the physical is huge. 
for mm. me. And I feel that that is a foundational thing that's missing in Western society mm -hmm. and why we have such a, a hard time with mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a big part of it. We've got like the stresses of modern living and there are things like stress that we all kind of understand. We hear about all the time, but I think it goes deeper than that. And I think it is this way that in the West, we, we overvalue the physical and we don't accept, I mean, from a culture perspective, we don't accept things that are beyond our physical experience. We've got a very like science and, and math oriented yeah. culture and it's, you know, and analytical we're, we're very, it's a very masculine society in terms of we, we overvalue the, the quantifying the numbers, the, you know, the data, the whatnot. And there's a whole, a whole huge aspect of life that is beyond that, yeah. that is creative and flowing and connected and, mm -hmm. and not cause and effect. So black and white, you know, it's like all the colors mixed together and, and, you know, you experience it through the arts and, and through our dreams and through, you know, conversation and relationships and things that are just not so, again, not so black and white. Yeah. Um, I feel like being cut off from that mm -hmm. and it makes us, you know, overvalue the material, you know, our wealth and our uh, jobs, our careers, our academics, uh, our uh, you know, then so on at the expense. And those, all, all those things are temporary. They're not really who we truly, truly are. And so I feel that ultimately big picture and the, the biggest bang for our time with meditation is that slowly it sneaks in where we start to, yeah. we start to connect with something bigger. Yeah. Than us, even if we approach it as a very, like, I just want stress reduction. I mean, there are people that freak out if it's like anything that's not material, you know, if it's like, oh yeah. no, we're not talking about the universe. We're not talking about energy. We're not talking about, you know, it's like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I just want the tangible. It's like, okay, you can do that. You totally can do that. That's a valid reason to go to meditation. That's where I started. Um, and that can be like a, an entry point for people, but little by little, it mm -hmm. almost always, you know, you start to experience these changes where you just start to feel yourself in a different way, more of a connection. And I think that that is very helpful indiv individually, but also as a society where we do start to understand that we are all part of a one bigger thing. We mm -hmm. are all connected. We're not making our decisions and, and on, only having them affect us, you know, yeah. we're, it's, we're much more entangled than we could <laughs> ever possibly recognize, you know? Yeah. And you said so many amazing points and you said your entryway was, you know, for one reason, but as you continue, continue your practice, it evolved to something else. And that's also something to be mindful of. Be okay with the evolution of something, even though you may enter looking for one um, answer. Be okay with evolving because, you know, once you get still, you know, your true self will start to speak. And, um, and you know, as you were saying, saying, connecting to someone else, I was thinking of, oh, my higher self and so on. And, you know, uh, 
another, you know, for me personally, another benefit I feel like I get from meditation, I feel like I get downloads. Yeah. Um, I get downloads. And, you know, when we get quiet within ourselves, magic really starts to happen. And we can hear things that we couldn't hear before, because when we're in the middle of a noisy room, how can you, you know, create (laughs) or discover or just get those messages so for me you know like I find that downloads definitely come to me ideas come to me you know I know the goal is to still the mind but within me stilling my mind you know now I'm able to hear messages from myself that wasn't able to hear before and you know even you know I, I I tell people like they're like, oh, you wrote a book. And I'm like, how did you do that? How did I said, honestly, it came in the meditation. Mm. I said, literally, I got the download in the meditation. It was just like, I got the download of the 12 chapters it, and it came to me. And then I, you know, I, I, you know, I took note of it and then I just put action on it. And I didn't put action right away. It was like a year later. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. You know, I looked in the journal. I was like, I forgot about that, that download mm-hmm. I got. And, right. you know, beautiful things really happen and if people really start you know even you know sometimes meditation may just seem like oh just like so foreign and not you know you know possible for some people but just for me like even if you think about just being still with yourself when you start to get quiet beautiful things happen just think about all the ideas that came into your mind when you were just able to sit still with yourself if sometimes someone needs to look at it from that angle (laughs) yeah I love that that's so powerful and it's so true I mean I feel the same way sometimes it can be hard to be like okay is this just a thought Mm -hmm. or is this like inspiration but I will often I mean not I will regularly, let's say, you know, get something through in meditation where on the one hand, I'm like, man, am I thinking, but on the other hand, I'm like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to write that down, you know? And it's, so it's, and it gets blurry because, well, at least for me, I don't, I have a hard time being like, was this my human self? Was it my higher self? Um, because it's not necessarily two distinct voices, Yeah, I definitely get some amazing ideas in meditation Mm -hmm. or clarity on things where it's like, Oh, that's, I mean, even just this morning, you know, I have a podcast as well as we were talking about in the beginning. And I've been trying to think about changing my website with regards to my podcast and putting like, can I embed a player in there and Mm -hmm. so forth. And I've been like, this has been brewing for a couple of weeks where I've been researching like different, different um, possibilities of Mm -hmm. uh, making it look nicer. And, um, and in my meditation, it became it this morning, it became really clear. I was like, Oh, that's what I do. Okay. I changed the domain name. So it's pointing to this thing. Mm -hmm. And then I can put some, I can embed something in that site and I can have it point to this site, you know, and all these things, but it was like all these like puzzle pieces that I have been floating in my field of like, how do these things go together? What's the most efficient way? And in meditation today, it was like, oh, click, 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 click. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, sometimes yeah, I felt like yesterday morning, I, I caught myself an hour. I felt like an hour. I don't know how long was, on TikTok. Oh my God. Like this was it. And I said to my, I said, I wasted time. I wasted time on this platform when I 
can count of countless ways I could have done, you know, including sitting in the meditation, because I really find that there is so much value in meditation, even though someone can't maybe touch it in their hands, there's just so much value in it. And I'm so happy that I'm at that mindful state where I'm able to recognize like, wait a minute, what did I just do? Yeah. And take note of that. So yeah. 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 So, oh my goodness, this has been such an amazing conversation around meditation. And I think you did such an amazing job with help making, giving a clear understanding of what meditation can look like, what it is, how ways to go about practicing it in very subtle and gentle ways and understanding, just putting your hands on the belly and just breathing and feeling into that for one minute. That is a form of meditation. You don't have to sit like a Buddha and be <laughs> locked on the top of a mountain for an hour meditating All you right. know you have you can take control within it and understanding that it doesn't always have to come the way you think it should look it can be within your music it can be within your running in so many ways so so many many amazing points that I'm I guess I'm trying to recap within like 30 seconds <laughs> yeah you're doing a great job I'm very <laughs> impressed <laughs> hey but you know um I can't let you go yet because I have one more question for you I would love for you to share with us what does becoming unique mean to you well I was gonna say that I just I love this whole platform and the whole, you know, little ecosystem that you're creating with this becoming unique, because again, it is so important. And we touched on this earlier, but, um, it, it really is about listening to yourself, listening to your higher self and connecting with the higher self, because we could, we could become unique in a very egotistical way and be like, I'm going to blaze this trail <laughs> and, you know, but it's all ego and it's mm -hmm. all like from the human temporary perspective of I'm going to collect all this money and I'm going to collect this fame and I'm going to, you know, have the most, I'm going to win, you know, and all this. Um, and so that's another benefit of meditation is just connecting to that higher self, that eternal self that we are. Once we are connected with that, then understanding that there is a resonance within that, that will, that's kind of in our blueprint is how I see it. Um, in that like energetic geometry that we are underneath <laughs> the physical, yes. that is like, it's this, you know, what we're carrying within us that, that resonates with, with something with, with a combination of things mm -hmm. that is not necessarily active in somebody else. So it's that like recognizing we've got different things that are active. We have different gifts. We have our own power and gifts that come when we are authentically us. Yeah. And the higher us, you know, that, and, and that is so important again, like use, you know, utilizing models who are showing us like, oh, okay, well, this is how I can change my thoughts, or these are different ways that I could view the world based on what others, you know, what they've already realized, but knowing that it doesn't stop there, you know, your boundary doesn't become like everything that you can consume from one person, you know, from a Ram Dass, for example, I mean, yeah. love Ram Dass or mm -hmm. Byron Katie, you know, love her, 
but you know, it doesn't mean that like you just fall into those footsteps and everything that was important to those people is like what is important to you and only what they, you know, produce is what you consume. You know, it's very easy to, to get into that and feel the safety of that. But there does come a point in our evolution where we, we give up that safety so that we can expand more truly into our authenticity. Beautiful. I love the end, how you said to give up that safety net. And, you know, because sometimes you can fall trapped to be like, okay, this is the model of what I'm looking, you know, that I vibrate with and that I'm going towards. And then you're kind of staying in that model. And but to understand that you're 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 gonna give up that safety and allow the motivation from these people to be a part of you, but at the same time, you're letting go of the safety net so you can drop into your true self of becoming unique. So that was so beautifully said. So I really thank you and appreciate you oh, for that. So you. <laughs> so you said throughout the podcast, a couple of things like your website and your podcast and um, in another um, app that you on, but you can just go ahead and list and make everything clear on how people can contact you, what your offerings are. And I will have it in the show notes, but in case someone wants to jot it down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that opportunity. Um, my website is caragoodwin.com. So my name starts with a K. So caragoodwin.com. You can go on there and there's a, like I said, the, the free 10 minute guided meditation. You just um, enter your email and that'll go straight to your email, to your inbox. Um, and you can use that as much as you like. Um, my, I have also on there a learn to meditate program. So it's a foundational, like here's everything that you need to really be able to build out a sustainable practice. So again, like getting beyond the, like, okay, I tried it. And we do it step-by-step. Step. So you get a ton of like audio meditation, guided meditations. You get, it's short videos that you can do mm -hmm. every day for 21 days, if you want, or whenever you can, you know, you're not, you don't have to do it every single day. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's video instruction and it's in, and um, so that's very helpful if you are brand new or you want to deepen your practice. Mm -hmm. Um and there's also a, something that I call the healing hearth community. And we, we meet online once a week at least. Um, and there's like a forum, there's a community around it. It's a really amazing group of people. Um, and so that's just regular guided meditations. And then we also have like Dharma talks, um, as part of that too. So it's, it, and that can be a beautiful compliment. If you're doing the, the learn to meditate course, you get two free months of that. Mm -hmm. So you can come to those, um, online sessions and ask your questions and learn from the people who've been meditating a little bit longer. Um, and you add value in those discussions too, because it can be really helpful if you have been meditating to think about some of the things that you may not you know, it's like, well, yeah, why do we sit like this? Or mm -hmm. is there a better way to sit or breathe or, or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, again, I have the podcast, the meditation conversation. Um, and I'm on Instagram at Kara underscore Goodwin underscore meditation and Facebook Kara Goodwin meditation. All I'm pretty easy to find. So, and I'd love to connect so people can definitely reach out. Um, my email is Kara Goodwin at gmail.com. 
Yay, I love it all. And I love that your program is 21 days because they say it takes 21 to, days to make or break a habit. So exactly. um, if you're looking to go towards your meditation habit, it's great to have a 21 day program like yours. And then also, I, you know, I love programs because it it's something it's kind of like something for you to show up to, yeah. you know, because we can tell ourselves if it's not within our DNA or our, you know, our routine, you know, we can easily fall off track. But if we have something to keep us on track, it's a beautiful way to, you know, say, okay, I understand this meditation, but let me, let me work with a system so I can just start to get myself on track so it can become, you know, part of my, my lifestyle, part of my routine. So, um, so that was very well crafted. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Nothing gets past you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, oh my goodness, you have been nothing but amazingness. And I'm so grateful that you were here today with us. And oh, thank you. I have loved this. You're just this big, bright light. I'm just, it's been amazing. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kara, for having this beautiful and amazing conversation with me around meditation, with tips and understanding, different ways of approaching it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So before I want to close this show out, I wanted to tell a story. <laughs> this story literally just happened to me today. So this is Saturday morning, and I am now teaching a yoga class on Saturday mornings. Well, I'm really subbing for a children's yoga class on Saturday mornings. Thank you to this amazing yogi by the name of Ruthie. Ruthie and I did yoga school together, and you know, she had to take a leave of absence from her Saturday yoga class. So she reached out to me and said, could I fill in for her? So I'm filling in for her. So amazingness. So today when I was thinking of my lesson plan, I, you know, or the kind of like not my lesson plan, but kind of like the general, um, the general message I wanted to give today's yoga class was the message of peace lives within me. Um, and I got this message from another beautiful yoga, yogi called Mimi Yogi Kids. And I met her at a yoga event in Atlanta. And she posted on her Instagram a couple of weeks ago with, you know, she teaches um, yoga to kids. And she was doing her class and she had the kids saying, peace lives within me. Peace lives within me. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So I thought, I was like, okay, that's going to be the message for today's yoga class. So as I'm mentally gathering myself and I find my music that I'm going to play and all this type of stuff, I'm feeling the peace within me. But, you know, now I'm on my getting ready to leave the house before I leave the house, there was a bag I had, my bag that was bringing my essential oils and stuff like that for my yoga class. I misplaced the bag. I couldn't find it. So I was already getting delayed in time, but didn't let it get to me. So now I'm 
rushing off to the train station to catch the train, still feeling like that I'm within good timing. Like when I get to the train, I feel like I should get to, you know, my yoga class just in time. The class starts at 1030, but I'm scheduled to come at 1015. So I get to the train station and as I'm going down the stairs, I see tons of people in the train station. I said, perfect. That means there hasn't been a train recently because I see lots of people in the train station. So I'm like, there should be a train any minute now. I'm still in good timing. Then I get to, I look up at the sign to see when the next train is going to come and the next train is coming in 10 minutes. I was like, OMG, like, wait a minute. This is New York City. There's a train every two to three minutes. (laughs) But there was some type of delay, delay with the train. So the next train for me was in 10 minutes. So now I was like, I'm not going to get there at 1015 now. (laughs) So the anxiety started to come within me. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like it's, I started to think for a moment, do I call an Uber? Can I bike? Like I started thinking other ways, like, is there another way I can get to yoga class faster? But at the end of the day, I was like, the train, no matter what I think of, the train is always going to be the fastest route in New York. So I felt the, the, the stress, the anxiety, trying to chip away at the peace that I created within me. And I had to start saying the mantra, peace lies within me, to take away the anxiety, the anxiety of something that was out of my control. And... This is another reminder, you know, that we can go into our meditation without preparing to go into our meditation. So today we talked about, you know, setting up the mood, getting ready, understanding like we're going to go into meditation. But sometimes it may be moments where you need to go ahead and pull a mantra and pull a meditation within you because you just never know how life is going to throw things at you. So I could have been in a place of stress, anxiety, frustration, and so much more. And I realized that those feelings were trying to creep in and chip away at me. And I said, you know what? I am going to say peace lies within me to bring it back to a calmer state. So I wanted to say this story because we can pull our mantras and our meditation in at any point. We don't have to wait to our morning routine to do it or plan out what time of the day we're going to do our meditation. Be mindful to take advantage of the skills and the knowledge that you know so you can infuse that within your life, you know? And that's what life is about, being able to go in your bag and pull these skills and these tools and this information out anytime you need it. And um, I'm so grateful for this happening to me today because it really brought the mindset in like, oh, okay, I'm utilizing these tools. These tools that I'm about to go teach, I'm utilizing them right now. So yeah, so I just wanted to end the podcast off with that that statement, that story Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for showing up for the Become Unique podcast. I hope you guys are taking notes. And, you know, and if you are taking notes, make sure you're taking notes and you're Becoming Unique podcast journal available on Amazon. Link is in the show notes. Just click on my link tree and you'll have all the details there. But anyway, you guys have an amazing week and I will see you guys 
next week. Bye.